The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome, everybody, all the moms out there and the dads and any kids that are listening. So grateful to have you on board. This is Jenny and we are Channel Mom, the channel for moms. I do want to welcome our moms right here in Denver at 94.7 The Word. Also Faith Talk 99.5 and uh, Talk 1490 in Alabama. And also we've got Colorado Springs coming on board as well. So that's all wonderful and I just want to be a blessing. So I hope you tuned in for a reason today. We're going to consider something that I think just about every mom needs. And that is how to positively communicate with your children if you feel like you're so over the the meltdowns or the arguments or the disrespect or the not being able to get your children to do what you want them to do or the misbehavior in public or the the fights at night or the fights in the morning when they're getting ready to go somewhere whatever it is if you're tired of that stuff and you want to learn how to more effectively communicate with your children we've got our counselor for moms in the house Jamie Kirkbride and she's going to be up in just a second cuz she has five keys five keys to creating positive communication with your child and they're really good and they're stuff as I was reading through them again this morning I thought this is stuff I haven't really considered and or at least all of it I haven't considered and it can really help me as I'm talking to my children and I want it to do the same for you so stick around for that I also have to wish my dad a happy birthday happy birthday papa I won't tell you how old he is but he does listen and so I say happy birthday papa and my brother too they have birthdays one day apart so happy birthday to my brother Colin as well I have a quick question for you before we get to Jamie are you or your kids dealing with pain or allergies maybe this time of year or digestive problems? Maybe you've got thyroid or weight issues or chronic illness and fatigue or even depression. And maybe you've tried everything and you could feel like you're at the end of your rope. Sometimes it's not medications and it's not supplements that are the final answer. Sometimes you have to go for that root cause, finding and discovering and addressing the root cause. And at Living Water Holistic Health, our friend Dr. Flegel can do that. She's amazing. She comes from a background in traditional medicine, so she understands that world. She doesn't completely shun that world by any means, but she also uses naturopathy and she gets solutions. I've read the testimonials of people that have been truly helped by her business, so I hope you'll look her up. She'll give you a free consultation at this number, 720-787-4937, 720-787-4937, or you can find her at livingwaterholistichealth.com. I hope you'll check her out. Okay, so we're here with Jamie. She's got some incredible tips today to help us with communication. I thought it would be... I don't know, fun to uh, listen to some bad communication. Oh. So I looked up the famous super nanny and I, these poor people, I'm not trying to put them down, but they've had some difficulties with the communication thing with their kids. So why, why don't we play the first clip from super nanny with uh, some not so good communication between parent and child. And I want you to sit on the chair without being silly and stay on the chair. I don't expect this behavior. Okay, Meg Gabriella, you're not going to have any friends home for the whole of next week. Oh, I don't care because I hate my friends. Well, that's fine. 
She said, I don't care because I hate my friends. That's how she got back at mom. Okay, so that's example number one. And by the way, if you've ever had a day like this, I think every mom's had a kind of difficult day like that, at least one or two or eight. But um, if you've ever had one, we're not judging you. We're just going to try to help you today with how to communicate more effectively. That was not effective communication. Didn't work. And then one other quick example. Here we go. Sit in the timeout and don't move. Hey, don't hit me. Logan, stop. I'm talking to you. Yeah, and he also said at the very end of that, which we didn't play, don't bite me. Oh. So he was hitting and biting his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they said was, don't bite me and don't hit me. They didn't, there was no discipline there. Like, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not okay. Um, so I'm just so looking forward to you being able to help moms today who are like, yeah, I've been there. Or maybe it's not that extreme. It's just something else they want to get rid of. Or maybe they've got a sullen teenager who never answers them or, you know, an eight-year-old who disrespects them or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I know you've got some effective keys for communication. So we want to welcome our counselor in the house, counselor for moms, Jamie Kirkbride. She is here every single time she comes to help you. We try to get her in at least every other month um, so that she can be just somebody you look forward to to think, okay, if I've got a problem, Jamie can address it. And uh, usually we take your questions on Facebook, but we can't do that today because this is a not that situation where we can do that. So right. why don't you launch in and tell moms kind of how you want to help them today, what you want to address, and what your five keys are for positive communication with your kids. You bet. Jenny, as you pointed out, all of us as moms have those not so great mothering moments where we may hear some of this kind of communication going on and it can make you feel like you're going to pull your hair out Mm -hmm. and it can happen with a toddler it can happen with a middle school child it can even happen with your teenagers so regardless of the age of your child i want you to know that these five keys are useful for all of those stages okay and i think the first important thing is that we slow down in communicating because we can't really go through these five keys if we're going to rush and just be quick to respond. And do you think that's one of the problems that's causing parents to not positively communicate these days? Is it that we're too busy, we're too overwhelmed, we're too inundated by social media and all the other demands we have now that we didn't have 20 years ago? Absolutely. I think we're running on the fast track. And when we're running on the fast track, we don't communicate our best. Uh. So I think we purposely have to step back and say, if I'm going to care more about about the relationship than a quick response that I'm going to give better kind of communication. Wow. And it's going to be more effective. You know, I, I love this quote uh, by Stephen K. Covey. It says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I think a lot of times in parenting, we do that the other way around. Okay. We want that child to understand our point. And maybe our point is second to the fact that when there's understanding in a relationship, then communication unfolds very differently. Yeah, that's so good. And I think we always have to remember we're the adults and like, okay, hold on. We want to make a point, but we let's step back and be the more mature ones and listen first. I mean, even the Bible says that, that it's key to listen and not right. respond in anger and everything else right away. I love, and I think you're going to get to this, the concept of a parent timeout. So, so you've got a conflict and just to even give yourself a five second timeout before you respond. I used to go to my prayer closet right. and just kind of lock myself in the closet. I remember my kids when they were little pounding on my prayer closet, mommy, mommy. But I just had to be in there by myself. And, and if you're not somebody who's quite there yet, you don't, mm-hmm. you're not somebody who completely follows God and you don't have a prayer closet. It's right. not me being holier than now. I just really, it's just a closet. I just locked myself in the closet. I called my prayer closet. So that's what I did. And it's a kind of a timeout to 
collect myself before I respond. Right. So so I want you to launch into your five, but it's such good advice to slow right. down first. Right. I call that the powerful pause, which is in number two. So we will come back okay. to that powerful awesome. pause. First of all, I think we need to hear the feelings and not just the words. So this is number one. Number, number one key one. to positively communicating with your kids is to hear the feelings, not just the not words. Not just the words. Okay, explain that. Well, I think sometimes when we're in the heat of the moment with our child, they say things because they really want us to understand the intensity of what they feel. So their words may sound mean. They may sound attacking. They may sound super angry. And if what we train ourselves as parents to hear is the feeling, then we don't get caught battling the words, but can understand the child's point first. And when we can say to them, wow, you sound angry, then all of a sudden their intensity can come down because right away we've conveyed to them, we understand what you're feeling. Yeah. And if we get caught on the words, they're like, they're not getting this. I'm angry. And so their words, their attitudes, their actions may escalate. Like this example, the biting, the kicking, you know, had that parent heard the feeling, wow, you sound angry. And then pause, just wait. Then all of a sudden that child thinks, oh, they get it. And then they'll be more ready to listen when they already feel like you're getting this, aren't you? Yeah. So just acknowledge the feeling that you hear. Right. And it's more than the words even. That's right. And I think sometimes as parents, we need to acknowledge it in our head. Mm -hmm. Other times, I think we need to acknowledge it verbally to the child. And it might depend on the intensity that the child is at currently. So if your child is very, very intense, then voicing that right away will probably de-escalate the situation. So a verbal cue to yourself for the number one key is to say, what are they feeling? What are they feeling? What are they feeling? Don't listen to the words right now. What are they feeling? So like you sound disappointed or you sound angry or you sound frustrated, discouraged, upset. Um, sometimes it's sad, but what they're coming out with is more intense. So acknowledge it, even if it's hurtful, too. Because I think sometimes it's so, I think it's almost always so tempting to just go to how they're making you feel right. as a parent. And right. you're like, okay, this is hurting my feelings that you're talking like this, or you shouldn't talk to you like this to your mother. But instead, right. first acknowledge the feeling before you go after the words. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, okay. You're angry because we have to leave the play place. Yeah. If all of a sudden we acknowledge that for them, they don't have to keep escalating their behavior to make us get it. Okay, so that's number one point. What's number two? Number two is to utilize the powerful pause. What we're talking about. That's right. And assess the situation. And what I mean by assess the situation is this. Sometimes what we're dealing with is circumstantial. Is the child tired? Is the child hungry? Some kids are especially sensitive to running close to mealtime and needing protein in their body. Now, this may sound crazy, but Jenny, if we get in the habit of assessing this in our mind, we're going to know how much to push a situation and how much we might need to back off and meet some of those basic needs before we can be effective in our communication. So good. If you're dealing with a teenager who was up late and you made them get up early, they may need a little more sleep 
before they're receptive to this discussion. And we could push this discussion, but it will probably not be effective until we've met some of those basic needs. And, and so how does the pause work? How do you get yourself, even though you're upset, even though you really want to make your point, even though you really want your kid to do what you want your kid to do, and you got to back off for a second and be unselfish and just think, how am I going to consider where they're at? Because uh, it is so tempting as a parent to just want your way. Absolutely. And just to want to be able to control them and control the situation. That's very tempting. It can be hard. Yeah. And so how do you make yourself back off? Well, I like to make myself take a deep breath. And when I take that deep breath, I say to myself, hmm. And when I say, hmm, that gives me the cue to then assess that situation. That's that simple. It's that simple. Okay. And when I say, hmm, I assess what's really going on here. I know the feeling because that was step one. And now I've assessed the situation. Are there other circumstances I need to factor in? And, and I'm guessing that when you do the powerful pause, you are assessing the feeling. So you're going, okay. And then you're doing that pause. You're saying, hmm, and you're saying, okay, what's really going on here? What is the real feeling, right? I mean, right. don't those two kind of work in tandem? They do. You, okay. you can assess the situation and understand they're tired, they're hungry, or whatever. But the emotional feeling is the other part of that. And there's going to be both of those that play together. You know, perhaps they're just angry and that's what you assess the situation. No, they're not tired. They're not hungry. This is simply a fit. Yeah, that may be what you assess. We're going to give the last three tips in the last half of the show. But how do people go? find? You got a cool list to help moms out. How do they go find the list to help them with these five keys of communication? You bet at parentingwithpersonality.com slash blog. Or if you just go to parentingwithpersonality.com, you'll find the blog link. And there are tons of blog articles, resources, even a free parenting resource library. Oh, that's cool. And then there's a printout that you can just post on the fridge. Absolutely. About d- don't say this, say this. When, when you feel yes. like saying this, say this. Key examples. When, when this is what you want to say, say this instead. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Jamie. So we will be back with our counselor for moms, Jamie Kirkbride, to talk more about these five positive keys for our communication. But before we go to break, I do want to remind you that uh, if you've got an AC issue and you want your AC to be working for the hottest days of the summer, uh, I want to recommend the terrific people at Premier Mechanical for you. It's a family-run business. They're, they're wonderful people, very ethical. They really don't want to upsell you. They really just want to fix the problem. So they'll come take a look at your AC, your swamp cooler, and in the winter, they look at your furnace, too, for just 39 just a $39 assessment to do a thorough diagnosis, um, and then they'll give you the recommended steps. They repair ACs, swamp coolers, furnaces. They can also help you replace. So I hope you'll check them out at claimyourcomfort.com, claimyourcomfort.com. And I hope you'll check us out. Look, we are here for moms of, of every type, every kind, moms in prison, moms in suburbia, moms in churches, moms who don't go to church. We just want to love you and help you with resources and encouragement. So go check us out at channelmom.com. You can support us. We need your support to stay on the radio and everything else so we love your support stay tuned we're gonna be back with the concert for moms we'll be uh, back in just a few minutes or actually a minute god keep my If you 
enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom Radio. So glad to have you on board. I hope that the five keys that we're giving you today about how to positively communicate with your children um, is a help and an encouragement to you. Look, I just want to be real. Every mom has had this struggle. So I just want Jamie to be a blessing to you. I do want to remind you, our wonderful sponsors from the Life Center, they have so much to offer a family that's in need. And and it, they can do all kinds of things. Maybe you know somebody that needs their GED. They do one-on-one tutoring in all four subjects, English, social studies, science, and math. They can also help you succeed at your own pace. They've got test prep for you, all kinds of things like that. They've also got Spanish classes, English classes, other ways to help you, legal aid. So if you know somebody that could just use a little boost as a family or a single mom, I hope you will direct them to LifeCenterLittleton.org, LifeCenterLittleton.org, and you can tell them Channel Mom sent you. That would be a blessing to us. Okay, so we're back with Jamie. Jamie comes on frequently to talk to us about tips for moms, things to help the mother's soul, and uh, she has a website called ParentingWithPersonality.com. She wants to be a blessing to you today. Her most One of her most recent blogs is Five Keys to Creating Positive Communication with Your child to help you through those tough difficult battles with your kids and get past them and not have them so we played some clips of super nanny and how people had difficult communication with their kids in the first half and we don't want to do that we've all probably been there but we don't want to keep repeating it so your first two quickly say them and then we'll move on to the last three keys you bet hear the feelings not just the words and number two utilize the powerful pause and assess the situation okay so pause that's right at this point we move to three which is to monitor nonverbals. Now, this one is, I have to admit, a bit painful for me because I think as a mom of seven, I am pretty keyed in on my kids' nonverbals, whether they roll their eyes, if they turn around and have a stomp in their step. And we call those body back talk in our house. Oh. And I, I really dislike body back talk because it's really no different than sassing with your mouth. You're just using your body. Oh, but it's a that's little such bit. such a great term. It, it works. It, it's, it works. And to it's be prevalent. Like, eh, no body back talk. Yeah. 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 It's a quick way to. To explain a lot but I have to really pay attention Jenny that as a mom that I'm not using nonverbals that create non-effective communication with my kids okay so this isn't about your kids nonverbals this is about our this, own this body is back about talk. our own and this is why it's a bit painful because you know what I don't know about you but sometimes that finger pointing you know to mm-hmm. getting out that index finger and you use that finger for emphasis I mean and you use that finger you know if you think about another adult communicating with you that way yeah 
that would be a bit painful. It would feel condescending. Yeah. Um, or the hand on the hips. Hands on the hips, you know, it, that can be another real condescending nonverbal. Um, sometimes it's our proximity. You know, how many times do we get really close to our child because we really want them to feel our authority? Yeah. But those things are all counterproductive in these moments when we want to build positive communication. We want to get to the last two keys. I have a super quick question. For the for the parent that's listening today, are are they potentially hearing you say, you know, back off, uh, bring it down, um, step back and give your child the authority. I, I think some people might mistake some of the things we're saying is like, you want me to give my kid the benefit of the doubt all the time and calm myself down. But I'm not sure that's really what you're trying to do. No, I think what we're doing is we're trying to model for our child yeah, amen. what effective communication is. And that when we keep ourselves calm, we can keep control of a situation. We're not handing our power over. We're effectively using the authority we've been given. And we want to be good examples. We want them to grow up and do well That's with right. our grandchildren. That's we right. don't want to be poor examples, so they're poor examples. That's yeah. right. And amen. you know, I think we breed a respect or we set a tone in our home. Moms especially set the tone in the home. So if we can come across and not be in a a battle for Mm -hmm. control or not be in a a battle for power, but we calmly know I have that and I can have that because I respect you and I honor you and I love you. And when I do those things, I speak with respect. I speak with a tone of voice that is loving. I keep my emotions under control. We model that for our kids who can then learn to give that back in communication. It just, it feels better, frankly, when we do that. By the way, your fingernails look fabulous today. I was just noticing. Fantastic. (laughs) I do not have nice fingernails, but yours are fantastic. Okay, so the last two keys to positively communicating with our children. The last two keys. You bet. Number four, choose words that enhance the relationship. And and if you've paid attention, we're four steps in before we've gotten to the words. And I think this is an important thing to understand. Remember that. So she's saying, first look at the feelings, not the words. Then she's saying, take a pause before you say anything and try to assess what's really going on with them. And then third, you're you're saying, what are you doing non-verbally that might be threatening to them? Mm -hmm. And back off of that a little bit. It's going to feel better if you do. Yeah, tone tone it down. down. And And then then we choose our words. And I think that in choosing our words, we think, are we going to... Build a bridge, or are we going to make a wedge between us? Okay. Because we can do either with the words that we choose with our child. And and words that are hastily chosen can easily fracture a relationship instead of making a relationship that feels cemented in love and honor and respect. Okay. And so I think when we choose those words, you know, we're... We're acknowledging what they're feeling, but we can still say, you know, I understand you're disappointed. This is the rule. So we don't have to move from our position, but the way that we voice our position is going to be respectful. You know, you may say to your teenager, I understand you're angry with me and you wish I could change this rule, but I'm not going to change the rule. This is what we have agreed on in our home. And if you choose to do differently, there's a consequence. Doesn't, doesn't everybody want to sound like that? Just the whole audience out there listening? I, because you're, you're saying these things so calmly. I'm like, okay, I would like to be able to just reel it in <laughs> and say, okay, this is not a rule I'm going to change. I still love you and respect you. I mean, you're so calm and great. And, and mind you, I'm not a big screamer and, I, and I'm not usually out of control. But I definitely don't always sound like you just sounded. 
But so you really do have to reel yourself in. You do. And I think that's why the first three steps matter so much because it it allows you the time to get to where you really want to start. Okay. Amen. Amen. So instead of starting with, you know, gumption and man, I'm going to make sure I'm clear. I'm going to be clear in how I say what I'm going to so say. So choose your words. And you know what? I'm a fast talker. I've learned that if I just will slow down how I am talking to my kids, how quickly I'm talking, I can think about a word before it comes out of my mouth. So That's so true. sometimes just slowing yourself down after you've done those other steps and saying, all right, as I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm going to pick the words that are coming out of my mouth. And sometimes I think as we're choosing our words, we need to use some questions. Okay. Um, what is it that you wish was different? You yeah. know, so question with say kids. That. Yeah. yeah. And then they say, well, I wish I didn't have to go right now. I understand that. Next time we'll see if we can stay longer. So, again, you're not moving your position. Yeah. You can stick to your position, but the way that you voice it can be more effective. Yeah. And I think that's what's really important. I want to get. Go, go ahead. ahead. I want to get to key number five. But but is it OK to say to, to tamp it down by saying not you're not giving it on your thing. But, you know, if we leave here now, that is go- and which is what mom is going to do. That's going to give us more time for our bedtime story tonight. Or that's like, can you give them a perk in the future as to why you've made this rule or should you never explain it? No, I think that that works fine. In fact, I like the when then approach. When we leave now, then we will have more time for such and okay, such awesome. later. Key, key number five. You thought I was going to uh, high five I, you. I, well, I, I was actually I getting to it. Key number okay, five. Number five is to keep it positive. And I think that's really important. And that's where that infographic comes in, where if we're going to talk about saying certain things, you know, maybe instead of saying, you know, don't run in the house, maybe we turn to them and we say, you know, if you're going to run outside would be better. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, don't touch things in this store, our family has this where we go into a store and I say to the boys, this is a hands in your pocket store. And the little ones know that they put their hands <laughs> in the pocket. I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that. So repeat that and tell people how to find this list before right. we have to go for the day. So, okay. So they can go to parentingwithpersonality.com slash blog. And that is where you will find the effective communication blog. And there is an infographic there with all of the positive ways to communicate with some samples there. Okay. So she's got her five keys to creating positive communication with your child at parentingwithpersonality.com. You can get their little graphic there where you can print this out and put it on your fridge of ways to say things more positively. Avoid saying this. Instead, say this. Jamie, you're a blessing. Thank you for being our counselor for moms. Bet. Okay. God bless you. We'll have you back soon. And uh, hey, I just want to thank you for listening to Channel Mom. I am only here to be a blessing to the mothers of America, to remind you how important your job is as you raise the next generation. We love your support. We love your prayer. We like to pray for you. Remember, every Monday on Facebook Live at Channel Mom, we pray for the mom. So if you've got a prayer request for that, we love it. We also love your support at ChannelMom.com. You can pray for us. You can give to us. You can become a partner to keep us on the air, to bring us on the air to your area. We would be so blessed by that. So check us out at channelmom.com and thank you mom for all you do god bless you have a wonderful weekend if you enjoy what you hear on channel mom radio and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families then why don't you come alongside the efforts of channel mom we'd like to offer you our partner package today we'll send you a channel mom's best tips for moms as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at channelmom.com we live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family research shows the family is breaking down in america but channel mom aims to 
stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 